0: True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network.
1: Hey there, True Multifamily listeners, Justin here. Want to make sure you know about our website, truemultifamily.show, where you can stay all up to date, not only on this podcast, but all of our investment opportunities and other projects we have going on. Sign up for our newsletter at truemultifamily.show. See you there. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I'm your host, Justin Fraser. Today, my guest, Preston Walls. Preston, thanks for coming on the show, man.
0: Hey Justin, thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
1: I'm excited to have you here. You were just showering me with compliments before the show. I love it. Uh, thank you. I'm I'm glad you're a listener and I'm glad now you get to share your story with the audience. So I'm excited to have you here. No,
0: I I love your uh, preaching the gospel of, of real estate and uh, the
1: the cash flow benefits it brings. Yeah, absolutely. So uh Preston, let's tell our audience, tell us about yourself, tell us about the properties that you invest in and, and how you got started.
0: Uh well, there's, there's a lot there. Um, I come from a, a real estate uh, family background. My father was a real estate developer, and uh, I I swore I wasn't going to follow in his footsteps. But uh, after after a few years of uh, working on Wall Street and getting burned out, it uh, it sounded a lot better. And so we <laughs> okay we uh, we started working together, and, and uh, we spent uh, six years uh, working together, and we developed a building and, and did some renovation projects until he retired in 2008 and uh, just been doing it since then. Uh, so I've been uh, doing my own uh, ground up new construction and renovations of, of existing multifamily buildings
1: uh, in Seattle. Got it. And now you live in Seattle and you only invest in Seattle. Is that correct?
0: Uh, correct. It's it's my only market. I'm, I'm a, a strong proponent of controlling as many variables as, as possible and, and focusing and going, going deep into uh, particular verticals.
1: Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, I imagine then by being so limited, you are able to, you know, everything about every property that's going to show up, right? Because you, you know, those streets and you know, the towns and you know, every, every owner of every property is, is that a fair assessment?
0: I, yeah, I mean, I I really I like getting to to the the extreme nuance of things, right? There's there's some neighborhoods that are that are better than others, but there's some streets in some neighborhoods, and there's some sides of each street in that neighborhood that you know may may trade at a ten or fifteen percent uh, discount based on uh, traffic patterns and and uh, shade. Um, all, all these factors that go into making a place desirable.
1: Wow. That is, um, that's so micro, but I love it because it's not something that we've ever spoken about on this show. Uh, you know, we look at markets, we look at population growth, sort of these very macro um, trends, maybe honing in on, you know, maybe a school district or things like that, but you know, what, what type of property, the traffic and the, the shade, I mean that, I love it. That's so micro, but um how, how that's so awesome that you're able to to know that because you keep your area so focused what what would you say the downside of only focusing in one specific area is
0: ego right it's, okay. uh <laughs> it, it like you spend you spend your your life wanting to to get bigger and more expansive and broaden and go just further further afield and travel more it's it's cool to be able to hop on a plane to Go visit the, you know, the other region of your portfolio, and there there's some some scale benefits that that can come from that. But uh, I, I it's it's not it's not worked out for me, and, and uh, my I've I've not run up against a shortage of real estate opportunities within even the the confined area of Seattle that I focus on.
1: Got it. Okay. So, you're not even saying all of Seattle, just one section or, or one area of Seattle. Correct. Wow. Okay. Got it. Well, you know your target criteria and, uh, you know, <laughs> we can all learn a lot from that. Absolutely. I would have thought that that you would have some deal flow issues by just staying in, in one particular area. I, w- I would think that, you know, if I'm casting my net wider geographically, I, I might have better luck finding some properties. But you're saying, not necessarily.
0: I have not had a deal flow problem. No, because uh, when you when you get really entrenched in a market, the brokerage community knows you very well. They, you know, there's a, a handful of brokers that are really active in multifamily in these neighborhoods, and they all know specifically what I'm looking for. And and a number of them, you know, will call me for pricing guidance or to just gauge my, my interest in it. Got it. And so I'm, I'm usually a, a pretty strong go-to buyer for them for value add uh, properties, multifamily properties that come to market.
1: And so what is, what is the the size or type of deal? How do you express your, your deal criteria to a broker?
0: Probably two to 10 million uh, with a lot of hair on it. Got it. Meaning? Uh, meaning... Tired, low rents, unrenovated units, extra space in the building. I, I like storage and laundry spaces. Um, I just,
1: I like, I like
0: rundown assets.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's what we do as well. That's, that's where I think if you know how to operate, then you can make the most money. So I want to hear a little bit about your philosophy on, home ownership I there's something you mentioned to me prior so tell tell me a little bit about you know your living situation and and what's going on there
0: yeah it's 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 funny it's a funny situation because uh, you know owning so much property in uh, multifamily I I do not own a home and I have I uh, I, I didn't I didn't buy a home until uh, relatively uh, later in life. And it was, it was relatively uh, short lived. Um, so I, I, the majority of my life, I've, I've been a renter and um, am, am a renter now because I, I view, uh, well, one, my housing, housing needs or desires have changed quite a bit over time. Mm-hmm. They, they tend to change fairly, fairly frequently as, as your life cycle changes you're single your partner you have kids all of these create new demands for for housing but but ultimately it comes down to financial right how how are your assets best used and i i view a down payment on a house as an opportunity cost for for a building that i could not be investing in yeah and every multifamily Investment opportunity I've seen is far exceeded the the return potential that that a single family house would have. So it's it it's led me to to invest the funds that that I would have put towards towards the down payment.
1: I'm sure that's paid off very well for you, and and that's uh, that's great. I mean, I, I I've started to hear this more and more. Um, you know, you mentioned ego earlier in the episode, and. I think a lot of people probably have an ego tied to you know this is my house, my home that I that and then I do investing separate. But for you to just you know focus on the returns and focus on the opportunity cost of that down payment, I love I love the way you're thinking about it. So let's jump right into your uh, true multifamily story because you started to tell me before the show about this very interesting project, um, and I know you so so you bought the seven years ago. Let's let's take it from beginning, middle, and end. Tell set it up. Tell us about this property from seven years ago. What was it? Uh, what were you thinking you were going to do with it? And and bring us into it with, with you.
0: Uh, yeah, this this is uh, I I'm, I love I, I love this one because it it incorporates so many different aspects of of real estate and and having multiple multiple revenue streams or or exit possibilities. Uh, this this uh two building apartment complex it was five units so a duplex and a triplex um, on a great piece of land with just incredible views of uh downtown seattle and a lake and the mountains the space needle uh and it was it was selling on a cap rate basis but the the land potential, the development potential, was was really significant for it. But the problem with it, the broker couldn't market it as as a land uh, development play because a previous owner had tried to entitle it, and there was documentation from the city that that said you cannot build here. It's on okay. <laughs> it's on too steep a slope, and the they, the uh previous uh, previous owner had just had had not gone through, wasn't patient enough in the process to, to get it through. And so I, I viewed it as, you know, this cash flowing building that had a zero cost option on doing something with it in the future. And it, it took me, uh, took me three or four years to, to get it through the city. Uh, just, just to say, yes, we'll, we'll allow you to apply for a building permit here. And now seven years later, uh, just, just wrapping up a completion on a 61 unit um, building. So it's wow. uh, 60,000 gross square feet of, of class A space, with just, yeah, incredible downtown views and um, skyline mountains. So, so let's break that down DCL. a
1: little bit, I, I love it. So you've got a, a killer location Right, views and 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 centrally located. You know the area well because you're only buying properties within your 20 minute range or so. And um, you know, I love how you put this as a zero cost option, right? You you know that okay, if nothing happens here, it's a five unit and it's cash flowing, right? And so yeah. you you know the previous owner, I guess, didn't factor in the fact that you might be able to develop in the price, right? If if he tried and failed, he just moved on. Is that is that a fair assessment?
0: Yeah, I mean that okay. the there was there was history on the property once you got into due diligence that said I, you you can't can't build here, so it, they just it couldn't be marketed that way at yeah. all. The the broker didn't even touch it.
1: Okay, so what in your mind made you think that you could?
0: Uh, at precedent, there's there's a number of other properties in similar similar areas that had been developed and that I've, I've got the, the patience to just deal with the brain damage to, to get it, to get it through. Cause it's, you know, it was not, it was not a simple process, uh, at all. And it, it took, it took a lot of, a lot of patience and and perseverance to get it done.
1: You said, you know, you mentioned the, the slope of the land. Was that the key issue for the city?
0: Yeah. There's 40 feet of elevation change between the back of the lot and the front of the lot. So this qualified it for a, a steep slope uh, zone, which, which the city doesn't like to, to build on that said they have a number of, of exemptions and carve outs for this. And you can locate the building on, on specific uh, portions of the lot that encroach limited amount into the the really critical areas, and that's that's what we did. And the architect was able to maximize the FAR even given these these lot constraints.
1: What is FAR?
0: Uh, floor area ratio. So, the the zoning is is a function of uh, your land square footage multiplied by a floor area ratio, and that gives you the size of the box, the size of the Got building it. that you can oh. put on the lot.
1: Okay, so you've got this opportunity, cash flowing property, maybe an opportunity to build on it. You've, you know, because you know the town, you know, your, your other properties in the area that have been developed like this. Um, do you, as you start to move through this process, are you working with a developer up front? This is not something I've experienced with. So can you just talk me through the process of, let's say I had a, a similar piece of land and I knew I was going to go through, through the work with the city. Who, who do I call first? What is that process like?
0: Uh, so how do you how do you go through the due diligence on a property like this?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, are you do you just call a developer and say, "Hey, I have a piece of land, you know, figure this out for me." You know, you mentioned an architect already. Just what is what is the process like, you know, to go from having a piece of land with five units on it to go through the reviews with the city and show them to make the case that that they should be approving this?
0: I the the first call would be to an architect who specializes in projects like this. And an architect, any architect can give you a feasibility analysis pretty quickly. And oftentimes they do it for free because they want the the contract at the at the end of it. But the feasibility analysis will tell you uh, what could be built here uh, based based on the zoning um, and incorporating all the the setbacks and restrictions that that are in play. Uh, and then roughly how many units or square, foot, square feet that that uh, correlates to and then they'll give you some color on what's what's the likelihood and the time frame of uh, working through this process
1: got it okay so the architect gives you some of that guidance and really just a first check on is this even ever going to be possible or, or not so you got the architect they do the drawings what happens next
0: uh, so the the feasibility analysis uh, gets you to to an investment investment decision. All right, I've got to uh, I've got to be comfortable with this. Once you once you move forward, then you can start the entitlement process, um, which is is a fair amount of money to, to the architect to uh, create the building plan mm-hmm. drawings and, and there's consultants that are involved, your engineers uh, for structural, civil, all the, the different components that go into the building. Uh, but it's, it's designing, designing the building and uh, putting, just putting in the, the time and the effort mm-hmm. on the, the architectural front to get the project through the city reviews.
1: Got it. And so then, so about how long for the city reviews to the point that you can say, okay, we're we're breaking ground. How long is that?
0: Uh, I, I don't know. It it, years? it varies varies widely by jurisdiction. in In Seattle, how long it take it, for you.
1: How long did it take for you?
0: Well, I, I'd say in Seattle, it's it's probably two to three years for just a typical multifamily building permit. And this one, because of the slope added another three years to get through the, the environmental process.
1: Wow. wow. Okay. Um, and where are you now? You said you were just finishing up this construction. What's, what's the status of this property?
0: Uh, yeah, it's in lease up. Uh, so uh, temporary stick for vacancy uh, in three weeks. Um, so I'm going to- wow. you're right there. First move ins uh, April fifteenth, so just coming, come right down to the wire.
1: Wow! And how are your rents that you're where you're leasing? How is this um, tracking against your your pro forma back from all the way back years ago where you said that you had that <laughs> investment decision? I mean, how do you how do you even get close to what you were thinking three, four, or five years ago?
0: Yeah, and that's that's a, a really tough one, and that's that's where a lot of the risk lies in in development because your costs are fixed and your revenue is, is variable, right? It's, it's hard to project what, what rents are going to be that far in the future. Uh, I, what we ended up doing is, is keeping, um, keeping rents the same or, or list list rents, the same as on the pro forma and uh, achieving, achieving the market through concessions, um, moving concessions. The, the, the market has has declined quite dramatically in Seattle, like a lot of urban areas, uh, over the past uh, I don't know six or seven months. Mm-hmm. So, probably two months of, of free rent on a twelve month lease is is fairly typical, and we've got three months on uh, some some longer leases, sixteen or seventeen got it. month
1: leases. Got it. Okay. Well, Hey, you got your first move in in April. So you're maybe a few months here from some cash coming in and then, uh, finally, right?
0: Oh yes. Finally. It's been, it's been a long, long slog, but, uh, it's just, it's, it's so, so gratifying to create something and really have this, this tangible result of, of a lot of years of hard work.
1: Yeah. Um, let's talk about management. How are you planning to manage this? I know you have a management company. Talk, talk about that a little bit
0: yeah so this building's uh, large enough that it'll have an, an on-site uh, resident manager who handles leasing uh and is able to, to oversee the the building most most of uh, the portfolios is, is smaller buildings that don't justify having on-site resident management so the, the staff the management staff is is centralized um at an office or comes and goes out of out of an office, which is why I like to keep my geographic distribution of, of buildings close to that office. So uh, it's cuts cuts down on, on logistics and, and travel time to get out to the properties.
1: Got it. And so did you, was there a point that you looked at third-party management and why did you decide to build your own?
0: I never looked at third-party management um one because uh my father had always self-managed and so the the structure the structure was there and then over over time growing into it i i came to appreciate the the different the different ways that you use and press on a on your staff to for for different outcomes right there's there's just keep it filled and uh, keep the cash flow coming that that's a pretty standard role but anytime a lease-up is involved anytime a bank refinance is involved you're you're after something different and you you want to see higher higher rents uh, in place even if it means taking some concessions so you can show those leases to the bank to justify a higher value for for refinance and thats it takes uh, it, it. takes more more nuance and it takes more resources from the, the property management company. And so I, I wanted to be able to make sure that I had those resources available for whenever a project was, was maturing and coming into lease up.
1: Got it. Got it. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, man, love what you're doing. I love your story. I love how you're just so hyper-focused on one market. You're able to find competitive advantages that you know someone from out of state would would never be able to find so um, really impressed with with you everything that you shared with us today gonna move towards the end of the episode here few questions uh, number one is how can people find out more about you
0: yeah you bet uh, our uh, website is walls property and there's uh, an investor newsletter sign up if you want to uh, hear about the projects we're working on and uh, the uh investment opportunities that are that are coming up in, in future syndications. And uh, feel free to reach out to me directly. My email is Preston at walls property That's
1: great. And if you missed any of that, Preston's information will be on our website at true show. Preston, I'm adding a new question. This is something that we're just starting to roll out. How can me or myself or our audience how can we help you? What are you looking for right now?
0: Well, I'm, uh, I'm always I'm always looking for uh, new new investors and, and new capital for for projects. I, uh, I I tend to have more more deals than I can uh, uh, put put capital into, and so I'm uh, yeah I'm always interested in, in new investors for Great. these uh, these value add projects.
1: All right, our final question. Uh, Somebody approaches you. Hey, Preston, I want to get into multifamily. What is your true multifamily tip for them?
0: Uh, You uh, you probably won't be surprised by this, given uh, the rest of our conversation. You might you might not agree with it though. Uh, The thing that has served me the best is being able to retain as much control over decision making and and processes throughout the entire life cycle of, of owning a real estate asset. The, the challenges that I've had in, in partnerships have come through um, having multiple lines of decision-making or or lack of, of clarity uh, in who is was, who was making decisions. And it's been extraordinarily streamlined and, and uh, a lot of efficiencies in, in having a single point of,
1: of decision-making. Control. That's what we need, right? Especially if we're taking on other people's money, you want to be in control of that. And so I, I, I agree, actually, uh, believe it or not. I don't, you know, you and I approach properties and locations in a different way, but at the end of the day, we still want as much control as possible. Uh, Preston, thank you so much for coming on the show. Guys, if you'd like this episode, please leave us a rating and review. Interact with Preston on his website. All of his links up on our website, truemultifamily.show. Preston, thanks again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it.
0: Justin, thank you for having me and thank you for uh, for, for getting out there and, and spreading the word. Absolutely, thanks.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.